0: The following podcast is an next level production. Stephen?
1: Mark? Stephen? Mark? How is this possible? I don't know. What's the last thing that you remember? Harrow shot. Exactly. Exactly. All right, we gotta get out of here. Follow me. Go on.
2: Hey panelers, welcome back to the show. I'm Mark. And I'm Steve. And this is going to be a spoiler-full podcast about Moon Knight Episodes 3 and 4. And I'm sorry if we're a little late with 3, but uh, we had some recording time issues. Uh, hopefully Craig could come back. We're hoping to get Craig Lagans back just to uh, help out. But right now we're going to start off with Moon Knight Episode 3, The Friendly Type. And the synopsis for that, Steve? Uh, Yeah, with Mark in the forefront and and Harrow ahead, Mark and
1: Layla navigate Cairo for Intel.
2: Very short and sweet. Yeah. Which is very true. Uh, Overall thoughts? What what, what were your thoughts?
1: I I hate to say, I was not super impressed with this one. I watched it three times last week, and I just, I don't know. I mean, I think by the third time I grew to, like, appreciate it more, but uh, it was just... I don't know. I, I it something didn't click with me. For it. I mean, I like the interactions we got between the different gods, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about that whole summit thing. And and yeah. uh, uh, now that we've already seen the next episode, and I, I like kind of what they did setting up uh, this this next episode, uh, episode four when we get to that. So uh, yeah, I mean overall, I guess it was it was fine. <laughs>
2: Actually, I'm pretty much the opposite. I actually did enjoy it. Um, A lot of it had to do with the action within it towards the end. And I really liked what they did with the character, as well as the fact that, you know, we have a character here that's not going to be there anymore, unfortunately, because the actor had passed away. And, you know, I'm wondering how they're going to resolve that if that character was supposed to come back or if they do come back at the very end or if it was just a one-off. But they did have a uh, memoriam for the the actor at the very end, which I was very appreciative. I did enjoy it because it kind of fueled a little bit more with Layla and Mark. It kind of summed up a lot of things that we didn't know about Mark and her relationship. So I really enjoyed it for that aspect. And uh, there's a lot of more Egyptian culture within it too, which I do enjoy. But yeah, you know, it, it was it was one of the more enjoyable ones for me. Obviously, not for you, but it, it's fine. It, it works that way in the sense that you know you have two people that you have two different you know points of opinion, and uh, I'm sure the next one you probably enjoyed. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah.
1: Episode four was, was bonkers, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't wait to, to talk about that one and, and and see you know kind of where we head in that uh, in that kind of
2: conversation. So yeah. So with that, we should get into our top points, or our top fives. Did you do that?
0: Huh? Oh, yeah, it's, a, it's for my father. He would have loved to be here.
2: Oh, yeah? Oh,
1: big history buff, is he?
0: Oh, so much worse. Archaeologist on a mission. Oh, God. Yeah. And to him it was a dream worth dying for,
1: and he did. Um. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah, no, it's fine. Really, that's yeah. Yeah, fine. No. What happens. I bet, I bet that he'd be positively beaming right now, seeing you standing in the proof of it.
0: such a bad way to go, is it? Let's find out. Yeah. Yeah,
2: let's find out. So, Steve, do you want to go first? Absolutely.
1: Um, I, I just kind of what we've kind of talked about and what I think Kirk on TV Podcast Industries has talked about in this episode three, I think we got a confirmation that there is at least one more identity. hmm in there, or, and, and this is a theory that I had actually when I was watching the episode, is that maybe konshu was able to take over the body in those instances. Because, you know, he did try to hit, he was in Mark's body when he tried to hit Harrow in that little meeting thing. So we know that he can make take the body over. do, yeah, yeah he, he could, could actually take over. take
2: over the Avatar, Yeah, yeah. And so oh, I it's, it's that.
1: possible that that third that there's not actually a third identity but that it's it's Konshu taking over the body. I really wish I you know we're getting close to the end of this series now when we and we both already watched episode 4 so we know what takes place in it. But yeah. I I just keep I really wanted to get some of those cut scenes that we haven't gotten, you know, yes. and I, maybe they're going to wait until episode 6 and just drop a whole montage of those cutscenes, or maybe we're just not going to get them i'm, I'm not like sure a, but
2: an ultimate reveal maybe you think yeah something something like that like, like they oh this just is do- what you didn't see but this is who is actually involved you know right right yeah
1: you know kind of kind of like what the the uh M. Night Shyamalan movies do when they reveal everything to you that you missed throughout the movie, that kind of thing. I maybe they're gonna do that in episode six, I don't know. But uh but yeah, I yeah. I, I just love that the fact that that we've kind of been talking about it and and wondering if there's another because we know that in the comics there's at least one more identity that comes out. And I, I was wrong. I, I did listen to Podcastica's coverage of Moon Knight when uh, the guy that had more comic knowledge, than I, that Crowley wasn't an identity of Mark's. Crowley was actually just an informant that he used and that the other identity was the taxi
2: driver. Jake uh, Lotley. That's yeah, what everybody Jake is. That, that seems to be the given thing that everybody thinks online right now, as far as who the third, if it is a third personality within that body. Because within the comics, Jake Lotley was a taxi driver, but honestly, was he really an assassin that could actually do those things? That, yeah, that's well, a good question. You know? You
1: know, they could do the same thing they did with Stephen Grant. It could be a completely different character with just the same name. Correct. You yeah. know, so but yeah, that's all I my first kind of is just this discussion of this third identity or whether there is a third identity or not. I, I hope we get some more of that in, in the last two episodes. Man, I can't believe it's almost over.
2: Yeah, well, you know, they're they're trying to nip this in the bud, so that way they could actually involve Moon Knight within, I guess, the MCU directly, so that way Oscar Isaac is not stuck to an actual TV series, you know? I would have to go with, uh, with mine. My first point would be the fight scene in the beginning with Mark and the Mercs on the rooftop, how Steven pleads with Mark to stop. It's like as if Steven is the conscience of Mark trying to do good instead of, being Mark, who is more, you know, kind of like a merc himself, an assassin, and then take out these guys. But then we get Mark in the cab. And, you know, the chase continues with the mercs at that point, because he takes hold of the body again, then wakes up mid killing a man, as we see and Mark asks Steven what he had done. They both don't know what had happened. And I really thought I was like, wow, this is really stretching it. But at least, you know, like I said, everybody thought it was Jake Lotley. I was thinking it was something else too, but I wonder if, if they actually do impose that character into the, uh, the whole Moon Knight thing, would they give it a different costume, that per- personality, a different costume? Because we already have Mr. Knight with Steven and then we have Moon Knight with Mark. What would that costume be? Ultimate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it'd
1: be kind of cool to, to see a third see them just i think we talked about this in the, the last time we talked about you know yeah. if the the show can just make up its own kind of identity that's that's completely separate from what the comics have so uh this was my my next one too was the fight on the the, the rooftop and and the, the jumping in and out of mm-hmm. of uh, the different identities i thought was was great I, i'm totally with you that the the way they work these reflections is so great and it's just the the you know the show keeps that kind of dark humor in that that when the guys like licking his blade to try to intimidate Mark and Mark just oh. kind of punches him <laughs> yeah. with the thing. is just hilarious, you know, and that, and he does, you know, we get him, he zones out, kills one of the guys, because then when he wakes up in the cab, there's only two of them that come out of that, that building. And then when he, when he flashes again, like you said, he's mid killing the third guy and the kid who, that poor kid, he was trying to, Like I, I really think Mark didn't want to kill that kid. No, you he know, didn't. He, yeah. he didn't want to. Stephen didn't want to. It was Kanshu who told him, you know, to take him to the edge of the cliff and question him. And then the kid pulls out <laughs> his own knife and, and kills himself, yeah. saying, "You know, praise Amit." Yeah, he uh, just
2: cuts I, his like uh, what was it? The A, scarf or whatever scarf. he was wearing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah,
1: and I just it was just it was it was sad. It was sad and tragic, and just to, to realize that you know we're getting. The, the, we're, we're finding out more and even in episode four we get some more of Mark's character in this episode and that we see yeah. like you said both of them deny doing any of the killing and right. so it, it makes me wonder again about that third that third one but yeah I just I just that fight on the rooftop and him jumping from it's it's jumping from rooftop to rooftop and that kind of parkour kind of thing has is, is always been a cool visual uh, kind of chase scene and, and stuff but uh, again I don't know if we're going to get the cut scenes or not, but I hope we kind of do.
2: Yeah. For, yeah. The, like you were saying, the chase scenes across the rooftop to rooftop, that it reminded me of like Tom Cruise running from rooftop to rooftop for Mission Impossible. And the, the one thing with the knife scene going into that particular Merc Mark wakes up to, it just reminded me something out of Yellow Jackets when Shauna, <laughs> it's like, she just realizes that she, you know, cut this guy up like a flay of fish. And, uh, that, that was the first thing that came to my mind when I saw that. That was pretty funny. But if you guys really want to listen to a podcast about yellow jackets, that's, what is it on HBO Max or Showtime? Uh, Showtime? Showtime. Showtime. Yeah. So they, uh, they're covering that on House Podcastica on the Podcastica network. So you can check that out. It's called Yellow Jackets WTF.
1: So I had the same one for that one. So let's just go right into your number two. Or four,
2: or whatever or your it next is. One, yeah, however you, want to, however you <laughs> want to go. I number them one through five. So okay. just. All right. Uh, next one I would have would be the meeting of the Ennead in the pyramid of Giza. So it's pretty funny how, you know, Stephen is like, oh, I'm in a pyramid of Giza, going around loving it, being who he is. It's pretty cool. But with all the avatars present, but their gods are basically taking over their avatar's body within the council meeting. Kanchu makes more trouble, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> even though he doesn't want to, but y- you could see his anger amongst them. And we find out that Harrow was an avatar of Kanchu. So that actually was something. So it cemented that, that it is something real that had happened to author Harrow. And Hathor was a friend of Kanchu, we find out, which is another god and liked their music. So, Conchu actually liked their music, which I thought was pretty cool. So, uh, And then we see Harrow coming to the council just to defend himself, in a sense, because they actually brought him in. And you could see how Conchu is, like, crazed about how Harrow is representing and everything. And I don't think Amit was there in Harrow at that point. I no, think was-
1: no. Because she's still in that, in that statue. In that
2: tomb. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's stuck. So uh, which is what we find at the very end, obviously spoilers, but <laughs> if you watched it, you're listening to this, but that's how they get uh they put Conchu away, and we find something out later on too, in the next episode of something, which is pretty cool,
1: yeah, and i I just love that again, this is another one of my points as well as this the assembly of the gods and and it was it was a weird kind of thing because you. Konshu you can see that I don't know maybe Konshu's unwell as 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 Mentally. well you know <laughs> yeah. it's one of those things where sometimes when you protest too much about something, even though you're in the right and you're speaking the truth, it sounds like you're not, because you're just out of your head. And And that's kind of what happened here, is Konshu is just raving about the fact that Harrow is trying to release Ahmet, and Ahmet and Harrow is just staying so cool and calm, and it's mm. because he's cool and calm that the other gods don't believe Konshu. He's the one who's kind of, you know, out of his mind, ranting and raving, and Harrow is just kind of, like I said, calmly kind of standing there, not, not really you know not not engaging and then of course the fact that Kanshu tries to to punch him and they stop him and they speak to Mark and Mark can't he's not going to lie apparently no about being unwell and so it, it kind of hero kind of turns the tables on him and makes it look like Mark and Conshu are the ones trying to release Ahmet and when we know that it's hero and I don't understand why these gods don't know. Obviously they're they must not be as powerful. I think that's a line in one of the one of the episodes is I guess they're not as powerful as we thought they were, because they don't remember. Mm-hmm. You know, they they can't figure this out that what hero is doing. I mean he's in the middle of the desert digging up the the grave you know the tomb uh, as we see in the next in the next episode so so yeah, yeah I, I did love you know we're getting more of these last couple of episodes especially three and four uh, well not four I guess two and three we're getting more of Konshu as a character and really yes. episode three really fleshed that out but then of course at the end of the episode he gets imprisoned in the statue and they put him in that wall thing. Mm -hmm. And and that's where we get that, that great conversation where Harrow says, you know, it's, it's because of your hurt that you formed me into this kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And so it's, it's, uh, but yeah, that was, that was a great, great moment. So that's uh, yeah. And I wondered about that when Steven says, oh, I'm inside the pyramid of Giza, but it wasn't, it might not have actually been, because remember he said, you just open a portal. Mm-hmm. And you go through to some other place. Exactly. So I don't know it if he was be actually. A
2: yeah, a different dimension. Yeah. You're thinking. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he was
1: actually inside the the pyramid. It was just the, the a door to the a portal was open in the pyramid that he walked through. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I said, I had that same one. So uh, whatever your next one is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Mark and Stephen working together to get the map where Ahmed's tomb is. Uh, when they're and you know they go to this party which looks like a renaissance fair jousting fest thing. Then the unfolding battle with Mark as Moon Knight and Steven as Mr. Knight all within the action packed scene, which I love that. That was like the big thing that I love because we got to see more of Moon Knight and more of Mr. Knight as it were with Steven at the hand. So that that was a lot of Spears stuck in both of them at that point. And I just love at that point, you know, the fight choreograph was great and we got, More of Moon Knight in action, which I love. And that's really what I look for within, you know, forward to within these actual movies or shows is that we get our characters interacting with their powers. And we got that. And that was really what I was looking more forward to. More interesting characteristics of the suit, too. Uh, He's bulletproof. We get the quarter moon pieces, uh, which in the comics, they were made of adamantium. So I think these are just a heavier steel blade or something that are just like quarter moons and uh Layla's use of her necklace to kill one of the guards as well. And, and I don't know. I don't know if she killed him because she
1: just stuck him in the shoulders like and then walked away. Yeah. And so I don't know if he's actually dead or not. I he could be uh it looked like Mark and you mentioned about the the actor who played um Gaspar uh was that his name or something like that the black the black market guy yes uh, mark I think Mark threw a spear at him and we see him slump over on his horse ah, there at the end so okay. I think I think Mark I think Mark killed him um or you know maybe they added that because they knew they wouldn't be able to I don't know but uh but yeah that was a great fight we like you said we see these the he does this thing with the bullets that I didn't even realize until like the third watch was that the the, the the, the cape actually absorbed like the bullets, the bullets. Yep. and then when just he like spun Batman. around <laughs> – yeah, when he spun around, he shot the bullets back out yep. at the guys and I thought that was just a great effect to, to see that. So That was a great effect, yeah. yeah. Um, so my next one is is just real short. It goes kind of back to that Harrow and Mark scene there in, su- in the, 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 the god's assembly. Why didn't Mark just tell him that, that he's got the scarab now? You know, because uh, Harrow said something about you were searching for the scarab also. Mark could just 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 easily said, well, yeah, but you have the scarab. You actually have it to find her tomb. And I don't think Harrow would have been dumb enough to bring it with him. But you never know. He might have had it on him and that could have been at least a little bit of proof to Mark's story. But uh, obviously it didn't turn out that way.
2: Yeah, to add on to that too, you would think these are gods. They're overseeing everything that he like Harrow would be doing at that point. Kind of like the Nazis in you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark, looking for the same thing. They were looking for the Ark of the Covenant. So I'm thinking more, more of like Indiana Jones, you know, Harrow being more of oh, uh, what's his name? Baloch. Belock. Baloch. Yeah. Balosh. Yeah. And yeah, you know, that that was the whole thing, and it it just doesn't work out for Balosh at that point. But I'm like equating it to movies and stuff that I like. But the the thing is, it gives me that hero and antagonist look and view of the show itself and how they're portraying it. And I really enjoy that aspect, but it, it makes me think more of Harrow being, he is sinister in some way. I don't think he is as cool as you think he is. <laughs> uh, so we're up to you. My next one would be Stephen and Layla working together, uh, using the map to find Senfu's tomb with the map in the middle of the desert. So uh, then Kanchu changing the stars for them to find it with Steven's help because he I need your help. And he's as uh, was it uh, Mr. Knight at that time? Yeah. And yeah. he's got to do the whole thing. And it looks like something out of like, oh, I'm using my iPad and I'm swooping, swooping, swooping. They get you dizzy. Uh, it, it was the last act before the NEAD imprisons him. And Stephen helps with the act and, and dealing with that. And he's able to fold those papers for the map, which he got. I don't. I I'm forgetting where he got him because they he came was... off the
1: top of the tomb. They they, they oh, were on top okay. of the tomb. He they tore him off the tomb or the, the, the sarcophagus. Oh they, they actually tore him, did.
2: Okay, that's yeah, right. Yeah, off
1: the sarcophagus before uh, Harrow destroyed it. Because remember Harrow shows that he has the power of Ahmet in that in his cane and mm-hmm. that uh you know, he uh destroys the the sarcophagus, but they already had the pieces of they already paper. Had had it, and he yeah. taped
2: it together like with mm-hmm. duct tape and stuff and was able to figure out The constellations, knowing exactly where it was, and they had to go back in time, and Conchu even states, and that goes into my number one, where Kanchu just, like, basically, he puts himself at risk, and that's when the Ennead wind up imprisoning him, so that's it for me.
1: Yeah, and that's and that's kind of my final one as well. Is is just the idea of, of getting uh, we already talked about a little bit, getting a lot more of Khonshu in this one with him having conversations, and actually he sees the value of Stephen in that he has all this this information yeah. about Egypt and about Egyptian mythology, and you know Stephen's the one who says, "Well, we 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 have to know what the night sky looked like that night when she was put into the a tomb and." like you said, Kanchu then kind of sacrifices himself in a way so that they could No, it's not in a way he sacrificed himself in order for them to be able to find the tomb to try to stop Harrow. And of course, when we get to episode four, we'll see where that, where that goes with that. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I just love the fact that we get this, this idea that Stephen actually does know a lot about the Egyptian, this Egyptian stuff, you know, he studied it and, and so it was, it was great to see that him actually having agency and input into what was happening and not just being, and even the the Mr. Knight character, not just being comic relief in the fact that Khonshu had to use him. He had to have part of his power to do this, this massive thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, yeah, it was great. Yeah. I Yeah. You've, 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 you know, you've kind of pulled me around on this episode a little bit because i did really like the action it it did have a really that great those two great fight scenes and so i I don't know i maybe need to give this episode another chance
2: yeah just a little bit how many times
1: did you watch it
2: i watched it i thought three times
1: i I think three times i actually watched it and like three and a half times i think there was one time when i fell asleep because it was so late when yeah. i was watching it and since we we were we kept changing recording times and stuff didn't know when we were going to record on it or if i was going to be able to record on it mm-hmm. you know so i kind of just watched it uh, i think three times three full times that i that i can remember watching it and i just because i wanted it to love the episode yeah I just I just couldn't, but now that we've talked it, kind of talked it through and, and seen that there is actually a lot of good stuff in this in this episode, so yeah. I'll have to give it another chance.
2: It's a good way to go where after everything's all said and done, when the show is wrapped up, to watch it as a full and just binge them one through six, just like uh, like Hawkeye. You know, if if you do that, you'll actually get a better feel for it. Same thing with Falcon and a Winter Soldier. You know, a lot of people didn't like that. But, you know, if you watch it completely now, that will be good. I want to go back and rewatch WandaVision
1: in a binge, in a binge mode at
2: some point. Yeah, Yeah, especially with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness coming out. So we all want to go back and go and get that feel for it. The
1: only other note I have that we haven't discussed about Episode 3, and of course we we find out the confirmation of this in Episode 4, is that by the end of Episode 3, they were really leaning into the fact that Mark may have been the one who killed Layla's father.
2: Yeah, that was a questioning point, yeah. And I don't think that is. I think we kind of discussed it a little bit. Right. Where I think he was like in the last you know podcast we did, I I think he was there and he was on his deathbed too, and it was just a way for Conchu to take over because Mark was somebody who was able to be taken over for an hour. Well, no,
1: we'll talk about it in episode four because in episode yeah. four they actually give the they, he actually
2: gives the explanation. So to some degree, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so with that, we're gonna take a break. We're back. So, with that, uh, we're going to go into quotes. Do you have any quotes? I don't have any quotes from this from episode three. All right. Well, I have uh, two. Okay. So, the first one would be very funny. Kanchu saying, "I thought he'd talk." That's after Mark takes the Merc to the ledge and the Merc cuts his scarf and yeah. <laughs> with the pra- all praise Ahmet and he goes <laughs> down. <laughs> and uh, the last one I would have. Oh, no, actually, the next one, I have three. Uh, Kanchu saying, avatars are not enough. And this is during the Ineat scene. Avatars are not enough. We need the might of gods. Return from the opulence of the overvoid before you lose this realm. Now, I think that's an MCU reference. And you guys could actually comment on that when we do this, when we post this. On our Facebook page. So please do. If you guys have any information. Please do. Because I think there's something there. What is the overvoid? Mm-hmm. So uh, last one would be Steven saying. Or no, no. It's Layla. Actually. And I don't steal. They've already been stolen. That's what people forget. I take them off the black market. And return to them to their rightful owners. I might keep a few to pay bills. And that just reminds me out of Indiana Jones, you know? And the last one, obviously Mark saying you had to kill him. I had to talk to him about a dig site. (laughs) That's in the very beginning with the Mercs. (laughs) Right. I I thought it was kind of quirky and kind of like that petty Spider-Man thing of like, Hey, hello. Hi guys. Oh, you really, I needed that guy. So yeah. Which is an
1: interesting scene because if those guys were working for Harrow, why mm-hmm. would they? I, I don't know. That that scene was a little confusing to me. It was at the very beginning because who were they killing? That knew about the dig site? If they were all followers of Ahmet anyway. So it was a little confusing. That, but uh, but I, you know, we'll move past it.
2: All right. Uh, with that, we'll go right into notes.
1: Yeah, yeah, I already said mine.
2: You already got yours. All right, yeah. I got a few. So, uh, well, with this, uh, we actually confirm that Layla is Egyptian because the last podcast I was questioning her accent because it sounded more American than anything. So we know that Layla is Egyptian. And we see that when she gets her new passport, by the way, of the secretary called Lagaro, And I'm just curious as to who this lady is and what role she plays within. Maybe Madripoor? Because there was talks on the uh, boat with Mark and Layla, and it sounded to me like Layla was involved with Madripoor at one point. Which yeah, well, was- that
1: black market guy says that to her, says the last yeah. time she saw her, he saw her was in Madripoor.
2: Exactly. It, it makes me think that Layla was involved with some kind of sinister things at well, one no, point. Well,
1: no, we just talked about that. Yeah, she – takes stuff off the black market. So obviously she's involved
2: with yeah, black market stuff. So that I, I'm, would be I'm thinking, I'm thinking the worst end of it, not just like oh, okay. the basic well, black market. Uh, I, I I think gray area, which is the black market of her like with trading equipment and stuff, instead of like killing people, you know? Yeah. But okay. that 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 those are my thoughts because, you know, it, it, within Marvel there's some kind of gray areas that we go into within the comics. And I think they're actually delving more into that within the the series, too. Because, obviously, with Sharon Carter, she's really bad, (laughs) as we know. Uh, Next up would be Conchu is impulsive, as we already spoke about. Uh, The cane that Harrow has that he uses to weigh justice on people has the same purple glow, just like Agatha Harkness when we covered WandaVision. Did you realize that, too? I mean, sure. it didn't. I don't. I don't it, didn't
1: cli- it didn't. It didn't. I didn't click in my head that it looked like the same. Purple, it, it was but, the same okay. purple
2: glow. So I don't know if it's, it's the same magics that's involved. But I'm curious to see if uh, that uh, comes to fruition. We have Kanchu and but uh, in prison and what seems to be Mark and Stephen without any powers from him at this point, which leads us into our uh, discussion of episode four, which would be cool. Yeah. Was that all your notes? That's all my notes. That's okay. all I got. Did we have some feedback for episode three? Yes, we did. So uh, we got some audio feedback from Lara. <laughs> and I'm going to share that now. And this is what Lara has to say.
0: Hey there, Mark and Steve. This is Lara. Just calling in with a few hot takes after watching Moon Knight episode three, The Friendly Type. Um not sure if I'm going to get this in on time, but if I'm not, I guess I will see if I'm right when I eventually hear it. You did. Um, Yeah, so one of the things that is becoming definitely clearer now is that there are indications of a third identity within Mark and Stephen. Because when he's on the rooftop fight with all of those guys, um, Mark asks Stephen why what, what the hell he's doing, killing this guy, mm-hmm. and obviously Stephen has nothing to do with it, so there's someone else in there doing some of the dirty work that neither Mark nor Stephen wants to do, and, um, this is, the show is starting to lead us in a way to think that maybe Mark killed Layla's father, because we learn in this episode that Layla's father is an archaeologist, he was killed, um... Mark has been accused of killing a few archaeologists execution style. So, so I'm thinking the, uh, the show is trying to lead us to believe that Mark may have been guilty of killing Layla's father. But, uh, this is my hot take. I think that is a red herring. We see a lot in this episode that Stephen is constantly trying to, to calm Mark down to keep him from, from committing some of these violent acts. Um, I'm wondering if, if Mark was involved somehow with Layla's father and, um, he was sent to kill him. I wonder if Stephen somehow stopped him and, and maybe someone else either killed, um, Layla's father or what if it's this third identity that we're starting to see hints of? Um, I hope not because that would cause a lot of complications in their relationship. Um, my other, uh, wild theory is that it's it's generally thought with dissociative identity disorder that um, it's spawned from some sort of tragedy in your in your life and and Mark indicates in this episode that he kind of had his DID under control for a long time so so I'm just gonna go right now with assuming that Mark was the original identity and some of these other ones came later but. Um, he um, he seems to have some issue with his mother. Um, Stephen is constantly trying to connect with his mother and can't get a hold of her. Mark apparently had some sort of falling out with his mother, according to Layla, so I'm wondering if his disassociative identity disorder spawned from something having to do with his mother. Just my guess from what they've told us so far. Otherwise, I am really, really enjoying this show. Episode three was probably the best one so far. Um, I'm super excited and and anxious to see the next episode. Uh, Hey, every time, though, they they mention Layla, do you guys think of Derek and the Dominoes? In the back of your mind, are you kind of getting... (laughs) (speaking) I just say it because our daughter's name is Layla, and I figure she's going to get that for the rest of her life. But hey... It's an awesome song. You could have worse ones uh, associated with your name. Okay, guys, uh, hope you had a fun week. I'll talk to you later.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Laura. Lara. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, I did think of when I heard the name Layla. That was the first mm-hmm. thing that came to my mind. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I love and She's, I mean, I think we talked about most of what she, what she brought up uh, already just, uh, but that's yeah. an interesting theory about where Mark's trauma may have come from and, and what may have happened. Of course, Family. we know a yeah. little bit more now because we've seen episode four, but, uh, but yeah. So I'm, I'm uh, it'll be interesting to see Could where these last.
2: Underlining. Yeah. Just like she yeah. was saying. Yeah. He could have been suffering all his life, for all we know. Or yeah, or at
1: least yeah, for sure, for sure. I think I think he's been. I think it's been before this incident that he's had trouble with this. So
2: yeah, and that's why we have Steven. All right, so we're gonna move on to episode four for Moon Knight, and it's called the Tomb. And the synopsis, Steve. Uh, Mark and Steven
1: must find balance as supernatural threats ahead look to stop them.
2: Yeah, and this one was, uh, in my opinion, my thoughts, crazy. Uh, bonkers, <laughs> yeah. Bonkers, <sighs> big time. Uh, I, I, I was waiting for Brendan Fraser to come in <laughs> at one point, too, with some sort of mummy thing. And then at the very end, we get, you know, some sort of psych war thing, some something out of five monkeys. And yeah, 12 Monkeys? <laughs> no, 12 Monkeys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what was that movie? 12 Monkeys. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it gave me that feel too. And uh, it was funny too because Layla was more of like the – oh, what's his name? Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, the the movie or the yeah. episode at this point. Oh, yeah. So I, I really – I did enjoy this, this episode. It, it gave us some answers. Uh, we got to see a lot of key things, especially with Mark working with mm-hmm. Steven at a certain point at the very end, which I really did enjoy, too. He did get to work with them last episode when they were trying to get everything on the sarcophagus, and that's when Mark takes over and goes into full Merc mode. But in this case, uh, it's more of them working together. I don't. I'm not going to say friends, but they worked yeah. out at the, at the very end together, which yeah. I really did enjoy. So it, yeah. it shows that Mark is actually confident in dealing with Steven. So hopefully they could work together. You know.
1: Yeah, I love this episode as as well. I, I watched it. Uh, twi- I only watched it twice. I was going to watch it a, a third time, and I I think it's going to take multiple watches for us to to fully realize all that was in there. Because you know when when. Mark gets shot there at the mm. end. I remember checking the time and seeing like, there's like 16 minutes left. Where where are they going to go from here? They've just shot Mark. Exactly. In the, Harrow's just shot Mark in the chest. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what are they, what are they going to do? And so it was, it was really, it was a really a cool, but it was a, a crazy ending that I'm still blown away. And I can't, I don't even know where, where we go <laughs> from here. What's the next episode going to be? You know, yeah,
2: yeah it, it, it's very much like, you know, with Guns N' Roses. Where do we go? Where do we go now? <laughs> yeah, I get the feeling, too. But yeah, honestly, uh, we're in a new realm at this point, And mm-hmm. I think the last two episodes are going to be bonkers. I wouldn't be surprised if five is an average length episode and six is probably a little extended. Because what they planned on initially with a lot of these Disney Plus you know, episodes is just that they're about within an hour each. So they have six hours total. If you think about it with Falcon and a Winter Soldier, it was total of six hours. So I wouldn't be surprised that the, the sixth episode is longer, but five, we get something more. But and grounded within the story and the characters.
1: Yeah, it was, I like I said, it, it was one of the, it's hard to talk about this episode without focusing on those last 15 minutes, oh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I just love the action we got here. I love, we got the, the transitions that we got between Mark mm. and Steven. We actually see them w- when they're outside of the psych ward, they kind of transitioning back. They've kind of come into this easy kind of flow. I almost where, yeah. where Steven realizes there's a point where, okay, I have to let Mark take over because I can't do this. You know, he says, um, it was this episode where he says something about muscle memory or mm-hmm. I should be able to do the things you do, but we just see that Steven's not going to be able to do it. No,
2: nah, uh, nah, well, we've seen that with <laughs> Mr. Knight when he yelled at him last episode going, Mark, take over, Mark, take over. Because yeah, he, he gets speared with- <laughs> through the chest.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we see, we see Steven kiss Layla and Mark kind of Again, the humor in this show, Mark punches him in the face for it, you know, yeah. and uh i <laughs> the whole thing about when they open the sarcophagus up and they gotta figure out, so then Mark's gotta transition back and let Stephen take, take over the over. body for to figure out okay, where is the statue thing because that's another thing you know at the very beginning of the episode we get we see the the one god, I don't remember what his name was. Go and take the statue of Khonshu and put it in this like cubby hole yep. in the wall. And there's a whole like there was a lot, I, maybe not a whole bunch. There's like at least seven or eight other gods, other statues that were accountable
2: holes. for. Yeah, yeah, yeah I so, saw that too.
1: So it's it's interesting to see that this is a method they've been using for a while to put in. They unlike Ahmet, they put them in a place where okay. It's going to be a period of time and then maybe we'll have mercy and we'll release you from it at some point. But with Ahmet, whatever she did was so bad that they even they hid her from themselves and only had this one guy know the location of the tomb in case they changed their mind or they had mercy. So it's, it's another one of those moments where when Steven's digging in and he's got to, you know, he's got to pull the, the mummy's skull apart. He's got to take the wrappings off and put his hand down the gullet (laughs) and, and pull that thing out that it's just like, Oh, you know, and then we see Harrow arrive and, uh, yeah, it's just, it was a great episode. And,
2: uh, Trying to think – it's hard without having notes in front of me, but it's it's great. I still have my top five points, so – Okay. We'll, we'll move into that. Uh, well, first one for me would be Stephen – Stephen telling Layla about Conchu's want for Layla to replace Mark as an avatar and then the kiss that he she gets but I start to see Layla seeing Stephen as a separate person finally now then not something that Mark created as like a, a guy she's starting to buy into the fact that okay Mark has two personalities and this is one of them. And she does appreciate it because it reminds her of her father in some way because he's an archaeologist. And uh, I just love the fact that Mark's jealous, you know?
1: Yeah. That's, like I said, that's really great when he punches him and he's like, you kissed her. And he's like, is it cheating? And I think even she kind of brings up the thought, you know, like, is it cheating? If- <laughs> no, it's
2: not. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's just different personality. You just. Uh, oh, I me, mean, myself, <laughs> and Irene with, uh, Jim Carrey, you know, yeah. <laughs> they like it, like it. Uh, if you want to move into what I have next to the, yeah, the scene, yeah. 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 The scene when the mummy or, uh, or the, or the protector of the tomb, I guess they're in charge of mummification at that point. He's there and he attacks everyone that comes in, but starts to put all their parts in the jars. And he tries to go after Layla and Steven. And I just love how we get that whole Brendan Fraser movie mummy where it's like attacking him and stuff like that, cutting the body and all that stuff. And then on top of that, um, you know, his arm breaks off and he's going after Layla with the bones. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. eh, That was so sick. It shows that. There is a reason why they have parental controls on these particular <laughs> movies and shows. Yeah. So uh, the whole scene during that way, uh, it, it just gave me those Indiana Jones vibes as well as the mummy. So I, I just love that, especially during her climb across the chasm. And then she had to c- claw her way it like, uh, basically uh, National Treasure, Indiana Jones, mummy – Everything it, it just gave me those vibes, and that's what I loved about it.
1: Yeah, I love and that whole discussion she has with Harrow, uh, kind of across, across the chasm, kind of thing, where she yeah. finally just turns her back on him, and just says, "I, I don't want to even deal with you," and I'm going to go find St- uh, Stephen. You know, and she goes off is
2: is just really great. Mm. Next one up for me, uh, if you want to jump on on that too. Yeah, uh, just f- go
1: on with yours because, like I said, I don't I don't actually have notes in front of me. So,
2: well, the fact that we get Alexander Alexander the Great was in the tomb. So, according to history, he died of fever in Babylon. And I guess he made his way to Egypt at certain points, and they made him kind of a pharaoh himself. So, that, it, it's a differentiation of what was going on in our history that we know of. But the, the fact that Alexander the Great was the voice of Amit at this point, too, and that's why Stephen had to go in, and then he realized, oh, he's the voice of Amit, and he had to break open, sorry, Mr. the Great, and yeah. breaks open the jaw <laughs> and puts his hand, he goes – and then, of course, the cool thing is I, I love how Stephen uh, – Mark was rooting on Stephen during it. Yeah, get it, guy, get it, dude. <laughs> it's like he, <laughs> he got it, and you you get the little statue. And he yeah, pulls it out. Yeah, that's it
1: that's an interesting thing I, I, I want to research that and see if there if that's really a theory that some people have that Alexander the Great may have been a Pharaoh but I, I love that that thought of that confirmation that he sees you know he sees the hieroglyphics on the pillar and he says what why is it Macedonian and that's when <laughs> exactly. he realizes like, that that oh Macedonian mixed with Egypt with with Egyptian means it's Alexander the Great and I I would have never even thought about that like that, that's a wonderful love that's a wonderful way the writers did to put some sort of a weird theory that I want to I want to research and see if that's
2: real. Yeah, I'm just a huge Iron Maiden fan, and they actually have a song about Alexander the Great, so it's actually a historical song, if you think about it. Uh, We will be putting that in our break music, (laughs) so check that out, too, because it's pretty funny. Uh, I just love Iron Maiden, but they, they do historical things, like Genghis Khan, things of that nature, but... That's literally how I remembered it. And I was like, uh, Macedonia. I was like, oh, Alexander the Great. And that was the first thing I thought. I was like, yes. And I was like, oh, wait. And I, I thought about it. And then it, as soon as that happened, it's like, oh, wait. He was an avatar for... Um, it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, it's pretty cool. Next up for me would be the asylum scene. So... Yeah. Uh, yeah, we... We see Steven in the asylum with all the white. It's completely white all around him. Everything is garbed in white. They're dressed in white. Everything. A lot of different colors of jello that look like the infinity stones. I don't know if you caught that, but. No, I didn't. That's interesting. That's pretty cool. Uh, we see the cupcakes from the truck as well. From, you know, what was it? Episode one. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Von D cupcake truck. So we see those cupcakes as well. Conchu, somebody or a patient was drawing a bird and it looked just like Conchu within the drawing. There's a goldfish bowl with a, a solidified goldfish. <laughs> it's stationary. So obviously that's the, the goldfish missing the fin. And uh, we see a Moon Knight action figure when Stephen drops it on the floor when the aide mm-hmm. is trying to help him.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's it's Yeah, good. go ahead. No, no. Oh, I was just going to talk about the fact that like like they, you know, we open up on that that scene with the that you you can you know you've transitioned into something different because you got yeah. the black bars on either side, and so we're not really sure. But then we hear the name Stephen Grant, and, and we realize it's again it's it's playing into that whole Indiana Jones thing, like you talked about. You mm-hmm. know, your doctor, St- your Doctor Stephen Grant, you know everything about Aztec, and he says something about an Aztec god, of the moon, lunar god. You know, so I'm like, okay, so I see how they're for they're they're kind of leaning into this this whole thing, and then we find out that it's what was the name of it Tomb Buster or something like that yep. was the name. Of the movie, and, which is uh, like,
2: yeah, Indiana Jones and everything else, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it makes me think that, all right, with everything that's going on there, and then, yeah, obviously, Layla's there and gives me that Brad Pitt vibe from uh, what was the Monkeys 12 Monkeys? 12 Monkeys. I keep forgetting it, <laughs> it's okay, <laughs> that's why you're here. And she's uh, eating a
1: marshmallow, she's eating a marshmallow,
2: yep, yep, uh, like she did at uh, the person the I was making, yep, yep. Making her her passport. And then uh, we get to see Harrow there and he is the therapist and he's wearing those crocs or sandals. See, now I
1: don't think that was him. I think that was – I think Steven looked across and saw somebody wearing those sandals. But I think it was still Harrow in front of him. So I think – I I get what you're saying that I I don't think he was looking at at Harrow. I think it was Harrow. Mm -hmm. But I think it was a different – I don't know. It was a weird, weird way. Do you think
2: it might be another god that's like putting him in this world so that way it makes him think that he's crazy? Because a lot of the stuff was Egyptian within that office. If you look on the sides, there are shelves filled with statues and a lot of different elements of the, uh, the god culture that was there. I really didn't have time to pause this. Sorry, guys. I only got to, got to watch it twice. <laughs> but I, if you, if you guys have any information, it would be great if you submit that and just yeah, like, prove us yeah. to to something. But it's pretty cool.
1: The therapist asks him, you know, like how many times did you tell me you've seen this? You've seen this movie, and so it's really one of those things where there were. I, I do It's. I hope they were – I don't know what's. It's so crazy because. We just don't know what, we don't know what's reality. Cause that even he says, it's, it's weird. He, and I noticed it at the second watch. He says, we live in a psychic, in a, in a mental world, not a physical world.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
1: I think that it's like what you said. I think this is one of those gods has kind of put him into a separate world. Exactly. That's not reality. Mm hmm but yet he's got all these these aspects of what's happening in reality is there and so yeah it, it's these last two episodes are just are going to be crazy to see where it takes us and how we how we get out of it and then of course you know he he breaks into that one room mm-hmm. and he and there's a sarcophagus that's laying down that he can hear Steven banging on so he opens it up he lets Steven out and mm-hmm. we have that wonderful weird reunion where they're like how is this happening is like, I don't know but they hug each other like like he said at the beginning Bad like brothers <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so then but as they're going through the halls they stop at one room that has another sarcophagus that's standing and it's shaking. up. Yeah, and it's shaking and they just disregard it. They just move right on. And meaning so meaning that I'm, there might
2: be a third one.
1: That's what I'm thinking. And I'm curious as to why they didn't stop and investigate that room or if maybe we're going to get something of it
2: next episode. Yeah, in yeah. the next
1: episode of what that who's in that sarcophagus. You yeah, because
2: where we where we're left off goes to my number one or my mm-hmm. last fact. The fact that both Stephen and Mark are working together, which you brought up, which is amazing, in the asylum, and they walk past that one particular sarcophagus, but we get Terawet at the very end. The, no, that's uh, Ammit.
1: That's Ammit, the crocodile-headed god, the female crocodile. Head, that's Ammit at the end. No, it's a
2: hippopotamus. They... Oh, was
1: it a hippopotamus? It, I thought it was a crocodile
2: head. That was a hippopotamus. That's Terawet. Oh, okay. Which is a different god. I think it's meant for prosperity and. You know, with children and everything oh, okay. else. So I don't know if she shows up just to say, hey, I'm here to ease your mind. Hello. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That high pitched girly voice of hi, you know, yeah. yeah, and
1: they just scream. And I love, you know, it's another thing. We talked about Oscar Isaac and how well he plays these two characters. Their screams are very distinctive of uh, uh, yes. Mark has this very guttural and deep Kind of, kind and of. Stephen yell.
2: has like more feminine, yeah, like, ah! more of a high pitched, <laughs> high pitched
1: kind of scared kind of scream. Uh, that's really cool to close the episode out with. And, and uh, as I, I think it was mentioned on, on one of the other podcasts that I listened to, that 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 first shot we get when the credits start of the moon has been slowly changing every episode to where in this episode four it's it's a half moon or it's even a little bit past the, the halfway mm. mark a little bit.
2: Meaning you know, his powers might be half that way.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, I think it's just, I think it's just indicating the transition of the of the episodes. But it could be because I know they they mentioned again that I guess there was one run of the comics from the '90s or something where his powers did like kind of wax and wane with yeah. the things. Yeah, if of the it moon. was like
2: a slight sliver, quarter of a moon, he didn't have his full power, but he was right. able to do stuff. And then by the time he gets to the half moon, he has half his power. Three quarters and then a full moon. And a lot of people are speculating whether or not he has four personalities at this point, and one of them being Conchu, the other one Jake Lotley as well. So that way Mm -hmm. he has a full four. And, you know, we we won't know until we see the very last episode of this particular uh, show. And then we'll get into the movie aspect of him. Making cameos because, you know, obviously with Netflix integrating both Kingpin and Daredevil and hopefully eventually Punisher and Jessica Jones and all that cool stuff, we'll get more of Moon Knight. And, and hopefully, you know, we'll have this whole new era of uh, dark characters or dark heroes, as we know, because we're going to eventually get Blade 2. All right, uh, well, right now we're going to take a break because we talked a lot. (laughs) And we're going to leave you with this. And we're back. So, uh... Right now, we're going to move on to quotes. I don't think you have any, right, Steve? I, all I had was I already said it was that hi.
1: Hi. <laughs> <laughs> hi.
2: Some <laughs> Tarot. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, the only one I have would be Stephen saying – this is him to Mark as he's leaving because he's seeing him in the mirror as he's walking back because it, w- it was Mark confronting him about kissing Layla or Stephen kissing Layla saying uh, – and Steve goes, if I need a recipe for a protein shake, I'll call you. See ya. <laughs> do you have any notes i don't that's that's all, all i got right. all right uh leila's coming to terms with their multiple personalities now within that one particular vessel i find that intriguing because within the course of the past two episodes she was skeptical at first in the very beginning and now has come to terms and is accepted Stephen and Mark as being one particular person but has two personalities so I find that very cool we haven't seen the other personality Mark and Stephen so we've already talked about this a little bit but you know you said people are talking about it on TV podcast uh, what is it TV podcast industries so we're talking about how it could possibly be Conchu, but a lot of people are also saying that it might be Jake Lottley.
1: Mm-hmm. We talked. So, yeah, we talked. We, we talked about this a bit. About a bit. this, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: And then uh, Harrow to Layla saying, "I read his scales, and the scales do not lie." And that's about Mark. Plus the fact that Harrow states that Mark is in a lot of pain. So that's a good thought about that too, because it seems like he's been in distress most of his life. You know what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And I think that's really what is tipping the scales. But who knows what Ahmet knows, because They just kill willy nilly. They'll kill an old lady (laughs) in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, just because they had a bad thought or something. So it, it sounds to me that there's something more involved with Ahmet as well as Harrow himself. I think he's reading in and just deciding himself to get what he wants, which is power. But those are my thoughts. And well, we didn't have any feedback. From what I could tell. Yeah, I didn't, we yeah, didn't, I didn't a, see
1: any for episode four.
2: So. I didn't get any email. Uh, I didn't get any voicemail from Lyra or anybody. So if you guys really want to, you know, obviously send that feedback. Where are we on to next? Um, news. Uh, Well, I have some news. So HBO Max cast already KJ Appa and Isabelle May as the Wonder Twins for the DC property they have acquired now. So HBO Max is going to put out a live action Wonder Twin show, which is pretty cool. And uh, I look forward to seeing that because I always liked that when I was a kid, when it came out on, on Saturday mornings. Uh, next up would be, or the last one, Elliot Page is going to be playing Victor Hargreaves in season three of the Umbrella Academy. So we're going to have our first LGBTQ plus character within the L- umbrella academy i'm curious to see what they do with vanya though i'm hoping they actually show the transition and whatever because the last time we actually saw it and i don't know if you guys saw the last season of umbrella academy like i have i've been re-watching it you know with anticipation and it leaves us off with the umbrella academy and spoilers if you haven't just skip ahead basically the umbrella academy after they fixed everything that they needed to do in the 60s they come back to present time or where they were when they initially left. And it's not the Umbrella Academy. It's the Sparrow Academy. So, yeah, they have to deal with their father. and But Vanya was there with them. So I'm curious to how they, they changed that within the uh, continuity of the show. I read
1: something about this. They're going to address it somehow, but I'm not sure how they're going to address yeah, it. Yeah, so it'll, it'll be interesting.
2: That, that, that'll be coming up soon. We'll be covering that as well. As well as Invincible, so I hope you guys are looking forward to that because Jamie and I are going to be covering that as well. So we got a lot of stuff coming up too, especially with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness that's going to be dropping in the very beginning of uh, May.
1: <laughs> yeah, that May one's that's exciting. I'm excited for that one. So. Same here. The only thing I got is the teaser trailer for Thor Love and Thunder dropped this week. Uh, awesome. And it was uh, was really really cool. I have watched it a couple of times, and looks like that's going to be a, an amazing movie. And I can't
2: wait to see where they go with those characters. Yeah, same here. I guess we'll move on to uh, any what was it? Podcast recommendations? Podcast
1: recommendations? Yeah, the only thing I've got is uh, I you know uh, there's a podcast called Smartless. It's with Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, and Sean Hayes. They do different guests. Guests where they bring in and interview them and talk to them. And, and uh, last week they had David Spade on there, and it was just a hilarious podcast. David Spade is still just hilarious they talked about his days in snl and all the things the things he used to do the hollywood minute which i always loved when he would do hollywood minute and he would just roast uh for 60 seconds all sorts of different uh different uh celebrities and stars and uh he brought up the the one moment in hollywood minute that i still to this day remember watching it was when he made fun of downtown julie brown who had just left uh MTV, and he said, Wubba, 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 her career's in trouble, trouble, trouble. So (laughs) just a hilarious moment uh, for him. And and, uh, some other, uh, it's just a hilarious podcast. So if you check out Smartless with Will Arnett, uh, Jason Bateman, and Sean Hayes.
2: Awesome. Next up would be, for me, I have two. So basically, if you want to check out a really cool new podcast that's up, Rob's been on before. My friend Rob Moda has a uh, podcast called Fantasy Picks Movie Edition, and uh, they have uh, a few more episodes out, so I I highly recommend you check that out. They're going to be doing a top five, a lot of things, like uh, actors, movies, things of that nature. Sounds very familiar to me, but (laughs) he decided this on his own, but check that out, and that's uh, Fantasy Picks Movie Edition. Next up would be, for me, would be Truest Blood with Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall as they continue their coverage of every episode of True Blood, which I've been keeping up with, which is awesome, too, because I've been doing the rewatches as they've been doing the podcast. And I had to go back to that well because I haven't seen that show in a long time. Uh, YouTube recommendations, the Grim Life Collective and their pursuit of doing everything unusual. So you could actually track them down. Just go to youtube.com and search for the Grim Life Collective, as well as uh, Malfunk Sean, Sean Clark, who is the liaison to the stars for our conventions that we go to. Like at Fandemic Tour, I got to see Sean from a distance and say hi. But he has a lot of cool movie collections, and he just posted one recently from john carpenter's the fog that he was able to get from tommy lee wallace which is pretty cool so i highly recommend that and how could people submit their feedback
1: well, obviously, we can be heard on your podcast player of choice, whether it's uh, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. We would love it if you would give us a review on there. We'll give you a shout-out right here on the podcast. That's one way to interact with us, uh, word of mouth. You can check out our, our website, Panels2PixelsPodcast.com. That's Panels2PixelsPodcast, all spelled out in letters, .com. We also have a Facebook group, which is really the probably the best way that you can interact with us is on Facebook.com slash Panels2PixelsPodcast. Pixels. That's Panels2Pixels, all spelled out in words. We are on Twitter, at Panels2Pixels. That's at Panels, the number two, and then Pixels.
2: And you can email us at Panels2Pixels1 at gmail.com. Panels, two is spelled T-O, Pixels, and the number one at gmail.com. There you could just send out a regular texted email if you want, and we'll read it on the podcast. Or if you want, you could just send... Or record yourself, attach it to the email, and then we'll play it and we'll just like we did with Lara.
1: We are on YouTube, Panels2Pixels Podcast. Go on there, you can subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. Again, that's Panels2Pixels Podcast
2: on YouTube. Awesome.
1: We're also on Instagram, at Panels2Pixels Podcast. That's Panels2Pixels Podcast, all spelled out in letters.
2: I forgot if you actually mentioned that already. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Well, we wanted you to check out all the other podcasts on the Next Level Podcast Network. We highly recommend them all. Uh, Wilhelm with Ben Beck himself, The Melting Pat, Podcast Zero, and so much more. So just go to the nextlevelradioonline.com webpage, and you can see all the other podcasts that are there on the Next Level Radio Online Podcast Network.
1: Very, very cool. Coming up next week, we will be covering the penultimate episode of the series Moon Knight entitled – we don't know what the title is yet. So come back next week to hear us talk about Episode 5.
2: Awesome. And where else can listeners hear us? Steve?
1: Uh, well, I submit voicemails to various podcasts that I follow. I've been, uh, as, as mentioned earlier in the podcast, we've had some uh, some hiccups. Uh, I've had some life transition things happen over the last few weeks, so I haven't been able to keep up with it as much as I'd like to. But I send voicemails to our friends' podcasts. And then, of course, you can hear me right here on Panels to Pixels.
2: Exactly. And you could also hear me on my other podcast, which is Adrenaline Cinema Podcast, and you can find that on the Pirate Core Entertainment Network, and that's PirateCoreEntertainment.com. And you can find all the feeds on there for all the other podcasts that are on the actual Pirate Core Entertainment Network, which would be Run For Your Lives, obviously Adrenaline Cinema Podcast, and watched it in the 80s. After you hear this, you could probably just rush on over, and if you want to go to Adrenaline Cinema Podcast. And find that on your feed, you could actually find, finally, we recorded it back in February, Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom with my friend Megan. I finally edited it, and it was pretty cool. We had a good Very time cool. doing that. Next up for Adrenaline Cinema Podcast, look forward to the next in the Apes series, the Planet of the Apes series, with Jerry and myself and, uh, The Angry Red Planet, probably, too, as well with Jerry, and Army of Darkness. I don't know which order they're gonna come in, but check it out if you're interested in those. So, we did cover Army of Darkness already, which is a Sam Raimi staple, and from the Evil Dead trilogy, which Jamie and Damien had already started on Watched It in the 80s. So, since it was in the 90s, I took hold of it, and we did it on Adrenaline Cinema Podcast. So, you get three people talking about army of darkness
0: but you can check out the
2: other podcasts when they come out as well nice awesome so with that that is our show and we just want to thank everyone for listening i'm mark and i'm steve and this was panels to pixels and we will see you on the next panel good night everybody good night